Crystal Myth Podcast and Freak Show. Hi. Hello. That's our resident freak mark there. It is me. <laughs> also known as the... Yeah, ca- what's your freak name? The, yeah, like the... <laughs> what did you say? The Caramel Boy? Not entirely caramel sure what boy. that is. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> I'm made of caramel? I don't know. It's worse than the top bit of my head. I'm like an amorphous... You yes, me- you're sticking your melt in the sun. I'm an amorphous sticky blob. <laughs> but I taste so good. Oh. Oh my god. Well, everyone knows I'm the the golf um, freak from Duncan Rick, so <laughs> I like that you didn't call yourself the voodoo queen of Duncan Rick this time, no. which I think would work well on your tent. Like, have oh, your yeah. pack I had the voodoo queen of Duncan Rick. I feel Rick. like I would be, well, since I, I did go into the stripping game, I would be like the stripper in the freak show, covered in tattoos. And dress up like a voodoo queen, so I suppose I would be one of them. And you'd have a spare boob on your back? Well, yeah, if you want to be like <laughs> Butters on Mojpovich <laughs> and fake you know, freak, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'll talk about later. <laughs> um, and Yaz, what was your... I don't know, I didn't really think about this. Well, just do it. I didn't see so literally much. the first word that comes into your head, and that's what you no, are. I feel like I spent You're so much this, are you? trying to convince for myself hair? that I'm not a freak. <laughs> Oh, you have snakes for hair. Oh, yeah. True. I could be kind of Medusa, I guess. Yeah, so if you didn't, like, straighten your hair and stuff, put relaxants on it, yes. You would be in the I'm actually trying to embrace my, like, African oh. root and, like, my hair be natural. So right now it's half curly, half wavy. Okay, that sounds freaky. <laughs> You're a freak. I don't. <laughs> you well, I like the idea of being in a freak show where... My hair, my god, I I really do look bad. Sorry, if I just if you just like what's happened here? Where is everyone? <laughs> well, we turned into some sort of salon. I don't yeah. have any hair chat. That's right, everyone. It's the uh, the the hair episode. If you've got too much hair, then you're Like if you've got a mustache and you're a lady, you're a freak. Yeah, if you get a beard, you're a freak. Jojo, the dog face boy, he was a famous freak that they based uh, Chewbacca's look on. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean, if you look it's, at pictures of Jojo, yeah. he does, he does look, look like, like yeah, Chewbacca. 
I always feel like, which is weird because I didn't look at any bearded ladies, but I always feel like an affinity with bearded ladies whenever they're on anything. <laughs> because? Because they can grow a beard. I can yeah. grow a bit of a moustache and a little bit of a beard. I mean, I can grow a full beard and moustache. Yeah, you know, but you're a man. Full <laughs> beard and moustache. <laughs> I mean, everyone has a bit of a test. Oh, it's horrifying, though. Like, uh, I hate body hair. If I could shave it all off, I would. I'd be like Danny DeVito in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where I shave everything and then cover myself in sanitizer and have to be pure. You do just want to give them a big hug, don't you? Do you? Yeah. I just think he's just a big like like your daft uncle or something yeah so he might be considered a freak back in the day because of his height because he's small yeah shame oh. although he's not overly like ridiculously small like tom Fun was he might be like like um like borderline kind of just a like, bit top and a dwarf kylie minogue is a like is a, what? <laughs> she's a dwarf person, but she's a like is it I don't want to use the incorrect term and get her podcast cancelled, but is it, if you're <laughs> under a certain height, you're classed as like genetically a midget, I think it is, although I might be using the wrong <laughs> term. And although Kylie Minogue's not got dwarfism, because she's so small, she's technically classed as like having midgetism. She's one and a half Dwarf. metres. She's one and a half metres. Yeah. Good that. I thought I was about that. Is she like dead on one and a half meters? And I think that's cut off. She's one fifty two. One fifty two, and Danny Minogue is one fifty seven. Mm. Who like five centimeters taller than I'm five foot five, I think. Yeah, five. yeah. I'm like five four and a half. I think you're oh, a well, bit taller than me. You're totally a bit taller than me. But yeah, yeah they're very small ladies. I'm sixty seven feet tall. You're sixty seven. You're a freak. <laughs> <laughs> and you're made of caramel. <laughs> and made of caramel. And the people come from miles around just to, to catch a peek and maybe a lick. <laughs> On the note of like tiny people, I didn't research it properly, but when you guys were looking into freak shows, did either of you uh, come across the thing about the kingdom of the little people? No. So there's an amusement oh, park. Weirdly, my brother-in-law was talking about that yesterday. What? Like, it's some random thing he was looking at on TikTok. It's very disturbing. Hey, Isn't that a modern weird. freak show? Yeah, so it's like, it's a modern freak show in China. Oh, and basically I don't know it's an that. amusement park that everyone who, like, all of the staff are midgets. Yeah, Carl Yeah. Because midgets, what Kylie Minogue is. All the staff have dwarfism. So you have to have dwarfism to apply for a job there. Uh, it only opened in 2009, which I feel was like insanely recently. Like, and that's that, like draw, basically the draw is, it's not like a normal theme park because all of the staff yeah. have dwarfism. So you should, but it's like a really popular tourist attraction in China. Like, like but then people go and like to take pictures of them and like yeah, still ridicule yeah. them. That's not okay. No, it's so weird. So like they'll have like, it's same as like in theme parks anywhere else in the world that, They'll obviously be like whatever, like say a McDonald's there, but people will come and be like, "Oh, can I get a picture taken with you?" Because like you're like a normal McDonald's employee, except you have dwarfism. So instead of like hugging Mickey or Minnie or something, you're hugging a dwarf. Yes. There was it's a just, see, like ten years ago, just before I graduated art school. Uh, it must be like 2010. I had like you know, I don't know if you remember, I had like sort of reddish hair that I dyed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that colour, but it got discontinued, unfortunately. So I was walking about uh, the, you know, the Clyde, the front of the Clyde, where the Clydeway Walk, the Clyde River in Glasgow. Yeah. I don't know if it's called anything in particular, but I was walking down there, and you know, I was like, there's murals of dragons and things. There was these two Indian guys, like from India, I think they were tourists, 
And they stopped me and they said, excuse me, can we have our picture taken with you? And I was like, why? <laughs> Am I freak to you or something? I must have looked that different to them that they were just like, yeah, let's get our picture taken with this pale Scottish woman with <laughs> red hair. Is that like what you're trying to refer to, like in the China? I know I'm not like a, a dwarf or anything, but maybe no, they, they, like, they, like back home, they were like, "Oh, look, 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 we <laughs> we met." Got yeah, like, it's so unusual. It's interesting. Yeah. When I, I think I told both of you this, like when I was backpacking <laughs> uh, through Vietnam, and a couple of the places we went to were like really, really not mm. tourist destinations, or like one of them was tourist destinations, but just for Vietnamese people. Yeah. Uh, it was like Monica that organised it, like picked really interesting places for us to go and mo- like pretty much every single place we went that wasn't frequented by Europeans somebody asked if they could get a picture with or have their child take a picture with me and Carol like just kept coming up and being like oh because he thought you were some sort of lucky charm yeah like you're so tall <laughs> like you're so tall it's lucky it's lucky oh, and wow. like well, we have a picture taken with a wee boy or I'm a baby and one woman came <laughs> up to me in the street and was like basically was like hitting on me but asked if she could get a picture kneeling down and like holding my stomach above her head. What? Yeah, <laughs> like, so insulted. What? It's your belly saying like, it well. Like, you're so big, you're so sexy. And I feel like I was so thrown. I was like, yeah, maybe um, okay. <laughs> so I let her do it. Big daddy Mark. <laughs> do you know I was also like, that was the thinnest I've probably ever been in my adult life. And I was like, yeah, that's events. <laughs> That's so weird. Oh my god. Like if she could see me now, she'd shut herself with like sexual <laughs> excitement. Because <laughs> that was part of the freak shows as well, is that not just disabilities in terms of disfigurement, it was also racial as well. <laughs> like if you were literally just someone from the deepest Africa or the Congo or whatever, you were considered a freak because you were so different looking, you know what I mean? And they would they would they actually had a human zoo where they had like African children paraded just, about. Just yeah. That's evil, I think. But then, see, back then, then they also considered black people's, like, they weren't actually human. Yeah, well, that's what freak means. It means sort of between human and animal. It's disgraceful. Actually, disgraceful. There was a a guy with albinism in my work, and he couldn't see very well. Like, he always had to look up really close, because I guess if you've got no pigment in your skin and your hair, then your eyes are really, like, sensitive. And he would be considered a freak back, back then. He would be put in freak shows. Yeah, that's true. Because he does stand out. Yeah, I think they're beautiful, but it's just like, this just mm. thing. See him, the bit of music he had at the start, the one of us, one yep. of us. Obviously, I feel like everyone knows that. I never knew what that was from, oh. ever. Until, like, I've been reading about the film now, and it's only today that I was like, oh, that's what that's from. And I feel a bit ignorant that I didn't know that, but I also didn't really know anything about this film. I only knew where it was from because Leslie, you told me years ago about the film. Like I watched it. Yeah, I've watched it. It's one of the most amazing films ever. Like it's quite disturbing as well, but I like the fact that he used real sideshow performers. Yeah, them in it. I just don't like that they're being called freaks because you got like but really when you watch the people. film yeah are they you, quite you, the, the people the people who are the real monsters are not the freaks are they, like the normal people yeah got to me when i was reading about this film is it's like they're saying it's a horror film how awful it is and how grotesque it is and i'm like reading about all the different like freaks that are in it and i'm like but none of these sound like 
weird, scary things. They just they're not. But there is a scene where I think the, the the scary part of it is is that the woman that you hear in that clip where she's like kind of laughing or screaming or whatever, she's yeah. called Cleopatra, and she's like the trapeze artist or glamour woman in the circus, and uh, she's engaged to the little dwarf. Yeah, but even um, like to get to that point, it's... because she thinks he's rich. Yeah, so this is what why. really got to me. I find the whole storyline like really yeah. sad. It's basically she's a gold digger. Yeah, and she like starts poisoning when like he's already engaged to another little dwarf. No, she fancies him, but he basically uh, doesn't want to go out with her because she's a dwarf. He wants to go out with a normal size woman. <laughs> And she's trying to tell him you can't, you can't go out with her. She's horrible. She's just in it. She's a gold digger and stuff like that. And then eventually, yeah, like they all sort of. So when they get married, they accept her as one of us. But it's just no. She yeah, and she freaks out about it. What does she do though? I I, I know something happens, and then they all turn against her. And then so she starts like pretty much laughing at him, and because right. she's really drunk, she starts snogging her actual boyfriend, like uh, whatever his name is. And then she starts like, because she's proper like pissed, and she starts laughing at them and seeing how like gross they are. And then she puts like the wee dwarf on her shoulders, and she's like like jumping about laughing at him and stuff, oh, like really it's some child. So then they all, it all kind of turns really nasty, and then I think is it they realise that she's kind of she's actually trying to poison them. So yeah. Turn against them, but so they crawl. I think there's a scene where she's at near a wagon or something like that, and it's at night and it's like a a, a thunderstorm, and mm. you see one of them who's he's got half a body, and you see them crawl underneath this this wagon towards her, like in the dark, and they all sort of gang up on her, and then in the end. Do you want to tell them what happens at the end, oh, Jess? And, oh, the end bit's really nasty. Like, to yeah, that point, up. I just think it's, like, a really, really, like, sad story. But, yeah, so after the um, the wagon part, sorry, it's like this, but yeah. they basically then capture her, uh-huh. and she's, they basically turn her into, like, the human duck, so she becomes, like, a freak as well. Yeah. And, like, they, they cut her tongue out, they gorge out one of her eyes, they, like, burn the flesh on her hands and her feet so that she... And all her legs been cut off as well. Yeah. So it's kind of like she's just, oh, it's so horrible. It's yeah, like and all she can do is like, like feathers all over her. Yeah. And it's just, oh. And then you, um, that's, I think that's the last scene. You just see her go, ah, 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 like as a freak, a freak. But she literally becomes one of them because she didn't want to, if she'd have just accepted it at the start, if she was yeah. one of them, she wouldn't have ended up. No. Apparently, so the film that you just saw was like 60 minutes. Apparently, it was originally 90 minutes. Wow. And there was like a lot of stuff like cut I out of see it. That. Because so uh, the actual last scene is her also get turned into like, the duck oh. human. Oh, but I can't they, also, see that. <laughs> they also catch Hercules and Castratum. Oh my well. god. Hercules is her lover, he's a strong man. Yeah. Friends, yeah. yeah and her like the two dwarfs then get back together and live in this big mansion but yeah apparently it was so horrific that they had to take a good half an hour out of the scenes and even with that people are apparently running out of the cinema yeah. but half an hour like the full full version was shown i think once in one cinema and apart from that it's been cut and apparently that half an hour is just gone oh my god i'd love to find that i would yeah. absolutely that would be like the holy grail 
Like, I'm proper <laughs> search and search for it online. Apparently, it's completely lost. Like, it doesn't, it just doesn't exist anymore. It would be, it would be pre-code as well, so. Yeah. And it's not like someone could have sat in the cinema and, like, filmed it on their phone when it was the full version either. But, yeah, yeah. I bet someone's got it. You know when you get these, like, mm. underground, like, hidden somewhere. Oh, someone will have it somewhere. But, yeah, I just, I can't yeah. imagine if, if it was, if this error was so bad that it got, like, banned in loads of countries, what on earth was in that half hour that got removed? Like, but I think it's really fascinating as a film because it documents actual, like, freaks from yeah. freak shows back in the day that you would, you've only ever seen photographs of. You, you very rarely ever see, like, what they were actually like moving okay. about yeah. and stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, they've got the famous Hilton sisters. They are conjoined twins. Yeah. Conjoined at the hip. And they're actually really beautiful. And they yeah. they, they were exploited by their mum when they were, like, two or three years old and made to perform. So she sold them, basically, to... Horrible to do that. Yeah, foster parents who tr- treated them yeah. like sideshow freaks. Right. A lot Is of it was... Yeah, and then what was the one that... I think American Horror Story was a lot of influenced by the oh, film really? Freaks. Oh, that yeah, because they've got pepper. Is, yeah, there's a woman that's like called the Stork Woman. But again, when oh, I look at her, her name, her, name was, yeah. she, just, she just seems like a normal little old lady. Like she's got like a big nose, so she apparently does have like her nose and her kind of bone structure makes her look a bit bird-like, but. I feel like I've met loads of people like that in my life. <laughs> no, yeah, she's got like um, I learn it, it. It makes her like child. She's got the mind of a child basically, and she was always. I think she was called Cuckoo the Bird Woman yeah, or the Scott bird Eye girl. Bird Girl. And then there was also the, the you know how the the pinheads with you know mm-hmm. they've got like sort of pointy heads. Oh, yeah. heads and they've got, they were always in sideshows and they were they were always portrayed as from children from the Aztecs, like found oh. they were like ancient Aztecs that they found. <laughs> they always come up with bullshit stories in, in freak shows because you can't see them at first. So the only way they would get the punters in is to come up with this elaborate backstory so that you would capture their imagination and then they would pay their money and come in and see the actual freak where the story was like they've made up about them the actress in american horror story that played i know that the correct Pepper. Name it, yeah that played mm-hmm. the the pinhead girl she i don't know what the real name like the proper scientific name is for the the condition but she actually has that doesn't she no she doesn't i thought she did no she didn't she didn't have it she's a proper like normal woman but she had the makeup done and everything no, she did a really, really good job. No, you wouldn't. That would that would be wrong these days to get someone like that. I don't even know if you get a lot of people with that well, condition she now. That she did have it, and that was why I thought it was really interesting no. because obviously she, like you know, is a working actress. Yeah, but she's not got that condition. No. Oh. I've also found quite interesting this, and I was like reading up about it. Is also people are watching it when all all these freaks and just feeling really like horrified by it all. I, I weirdly get the impression that the people actually made it almost didn't think in that sense. So like when the the guy that like um Todd Browning when he mm. sort of first got everyone together and he was saying to like one of the main actresses Olga Baklanova he actually said to her, I'm gonna show you who you're going to play with but don't faint. And I don't know if that's him being mean or not, but besides the point, but she's like, Why on earth would I faint? And then he starts introducing her to like some of freaks. I just I really don't like calling them that, but yeah, tell them. So that's what they were. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. Uh-huh. So first she meets the midgets, and I was first one of the midgets, and they like just love each other because she's German and the midgets German, so they got on Aww. with her. And then there's a girl that's like an orangutan. <clears throat> there's a man 
<clears throat> the, the guy that has no legs at all. Oh, Prince um, Radian? Yeah. Oh no, that guy, not the guy <laughs> with the half a man. Um, <laughs> and then she sees the boy that's, um, he's got no feet, so he like walks on his hands. Mm. And she goes, like, slowly, slowly, she met, like, each one of them individually and sat and chatted away to them. And she was by the end, which was, I really wanted to cry, but they all have such nice faces. Yeah. Um, and she goes, by the end of the film, she goes, I just love them all so much. And it's just like, I don't, I, like, I really can't tell if it was meant to be as horrible as what people watching it did. I do think that Todd Brennan made that film, okay, as an exploitation film as well, but also at the same time, I do think that the storyline was for the freaks and yeah, that, like they're the good guys and yeah like, normal people that are horrible there's That's also the guy spin on it. dracula yeah there's also a bit of a spin on it i guess between like sort of the rich and the poor where like mm. the rich yeah. are like the normal ones and the poor are like the the freaks and how the rich people are looking down on the poor on the yeah, poor people. That's interesting way of putting it. It's just it like it just seems like there's a lot of messaging in there that's almost coming up. Like, everyone's so distracted by them being cheap. Yeah. Like, I think he was really ahead of his time. Yeah. It's a shame that that film isn't more widely available. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I've I've not seen it. I'll be honest, I've just been reading loads about it. I just find it so fascinating that I definitely do actually want to watch it now. So I think you could maybe get it on YouTube, but it'll be on there somewhere. Just, have you seen it, Mark? Done it all from the same. Yeah, they were all from the same um, company. I think it was, it was the Ringling Circus or something they were called. Brothers, Ringling Brothers. And did they all show? live in the same town as well? I seem to remember yeah. somewhere that like there was. I, I can't remember which town in America it was, but there was a town in America, and quite a lot of people who were who had been in freak shows like retired there. Possibly. Oh, <laughs> so they all kind of gravitated towards each other. Cause... Yeah, I'm going to two seconds. I'll see if I can find the article. Like, because maybe like. I thought they were based in Coney Islands. Maybe not. Oh. Well, there's one woman I'm going to talk about who ended up working for that circus, the Ringland Brothers. Oh, really? It's quite a sad story, in a way. Oh. <laughs> who was your favourite freak? My favourite. I know you've not seen you've not seen the film. I don't but, know. Um, I really want to watch it now. I really do. Yeah. I'll have to come back to you. Maybe buy the DVD for you, yes, and send it to you. I'm sure it's on DVD somewhere. I don't think I even have a DVD player. Oh, sure. God. <laughs> That just shows my age. I'm like, DVD player. It's like saying, get your VHS out. At least you know what a VHS is. I don't think... Yeah, that's true. There's people that I work with, by the way, that actually don't know what videos or tapes are. And they've never never heard of what it's like to actually dial a phone. No, no. (laughs) So, see my nephew that's like, what, two... He's like one and a half or two, I can't remember. He's a wee boy, but he can't talk really yet because he doesn't know words and he's got these like toys with different pictures on them and there's one that's got the picture of a telephone but it's an old-fashioned telephone with like Mm. a circle dial and he just doesn't he knows the word for phone but he doesn't know what this is yeah i mean can't figure out what it is my niece is like one and a half probably the same age and she already picks up phones and and plays about with them like mobile phones i'm talking about here yeah but if you gave her a real phone she wouldn't know what to do with it no but you get real tech toys that are in the form of mobile phones as well now. So yeah. Right, I found while we were talking there this uh-huh. article. So it's um, Gibsonton, Gibsonton, yeah, Gibsonton, which is a town in Florida. It right. Has fourteen thousand nine hundred inhabitants, and most people there are freaks. Descended <laughs> from Florida. former freak show. Uh, right. It's, it was founded by. A man who was called the Giant and his wife who was called the Half Woman. Oh. 
and they half woman because she's got half a body or yeah because she had the same thing as the guy from the film so they were married and they then founded this town and set it up and yeah like loads of people like the famous i know there's been lots of fat women but the famous like fat lady she retired there the former world's tallest man retired there and the Siamese twin sisters that you were talking about earlier, oh, the they retired there. They ended up uh, going to work for the descendants of the giant and the half woman, and oh. uh, they ran the fruit stand, like in their little sort of shopping area uh, when they were older. Oh, that's nice. It says in 1967, uh, 100, just over 100 of the permanent residents there um, identified as what was in the 60s class as human oddities. So that was like kind of the yeah. the politically correct appetite. People that have been in freak shows. And yeah, and so the majority of the residents there, because it was initially founded by uh, former freak show workers, uh, are descended from or related in some way to uh, famous freak show performers. Mm, mm, that's really cool. Huh. Says, so, you... uh, so descended from, although this varies, so some are descended from famous self-made uh, freaks, so such as the world's most tattooed women. Uh, some are descended from uh, working freaks, so... There are people that are descended from like an early sword swallower and an early fire breather, like their great grandparents. And then there are quite a lot of people as well that are the descendants of the giant and the half women. And then there's quite a few people there that's genetic lineage can be traced back to Betty Lou Williams, who was the performer who had, uh, what's that called? Uh, when you've got a, a conjoined twin. Oh, it's yeah, yeah. Twin. No, yeah. it's, it's, it's a, a, it's a parasitical. Happened. Is she got a parasitical yeah, twin? Yeah, yeah. Right. But instead of them being an internal parasitical twin, she had a parasitical twin that was growing out of her abdomen. Oh, that's freaky. There's yeah. also quite a lot Actually. of people can be traced back to Priscilla the monkey girl um, and her <laughs> husband, the alligator boy. <laughs> Sorry, I know it's so bad laughing, but... <laughs> Priscilla the monkey girl and yeah the gator boy it's such a shame but what why were they called that uh, so Priscilla was she an actual monkey or was she actual like no, a hairy no, woman she was extremely sm- small for an adult woman right um, had jet black silken hair mm-hmm. that covered almost all of her body except for her face and her face mm-hmm. her kind of jaw was almost chimp shaped because she had a double set of teeth right um, oh, and then so she married the alligator boy who had that skin condition that quite a lot of people that were freak show performers uh, had that were like the alligator man or the snake man oh yeah i so get what you mean scales skinny had that like so really you got like a really skin. bad case of psoriasis you could end up in freak show yeah i don't know like i don't know if you well let's just focus on i'll get to this later but like mark you were going to talk about specifically two people who were working in the freak show or side shows, yeah. one of which was Grady, what's his name? The yeah, so actually, the reason I'm realising now that I saw this is because some of his descendants yeah, cause he had ended a family. up settling in, uh, what did I say it was called? Gib- Gibson? Gibson, Florida. Mm-hmm. Gib- yeah, so uh, some of his descendants ended up settling there. Uh, so yeah, Grady Styles was the first one that I looked at. Uh, so he uh, was better known as the Lobster Boy. Uh, and like you say, with quite a lot of these stories, there's a link to American Horror Story. So uh, Evan yeah. Peters 
played the lobster boy in American Horror Story and his character was based on Grady Styles. Although I think they made Peter's character a lot nicer than the real Grady Styles. Definitely. <laughs> and, uh, oh um, so the real Grady Styles was born on I think they did I'm sorry, I'm interrupting myself, but I think Evan Peter's character they made an alcoholic, but they missed quite ah. a lot of it out. Grady Styles was born on the 26th of June, 1937. His dad at the time was the Lobster Man, uh, but he came from a long line of lobster. I think he was the sixth lobster. Grady's dad was the sixth Lobster Man in his family. So his dad and his grandfather and his great-grandfather and so on had a condition called ectrodactyl, which is the condition that Grady was born with, it means that you have like kind of overdeveloped upper body and that your hands are fused in a way that basically makes them basically appear like lobster claws. Yeah. Oh, it's so weird. Uh, in American Horror Story, Evan Peters was used to basically pleasure ladies at Tupperware parties because yeah. he had big, thick <laughs> fingers. Oh my god. <laughs> um, so Grady, which to be fair, as you said, Leslie, goes on to not being the greatest of guys, but I'm going to see why. So Grady apparently wasn't interested in the freak show life, but he was forced uh, to perform as the lobster boy from the age of seven onwards. Aww. So he didn't enjoy his life in the freak show. That's not what he wanted to do, but he ended up getting quite famous from it. He was quite badly affected. So his dad and his grandfather and so on were able to like walk about. He his upper body was really overdeveloped, but his lower body was really underdeveloped, again, like a lot of others. So he wasn't actually able to walk about. He could use a wheelchair, but actually his upper body was so overdeveloped that he could basically sort of carry himself around on like his wrists. Wow. Um, he grew up in the freak show, eventually developed a crush on Mary Teresa Herzog, who was, like you said, one of these glamour girls that you get working in the circus. Yeah. Our talent was actually really interesting as well. So most of these glamour girls like tended to be uh, acrobats, trapeze artists, contortionists. Yeah. The electrified girl. So her talent was that basically people would come to ogle her because she was so beautiful. She'd do like a burlesque show. And then it would finish with her sitting in a low voltage electric chair and it being turned on with her in it. Okay. Oh. Did yeah. she just wriggle about or something in it? Or she just literally sat there? I know she would wriggle about. Yeah. <laughs> I'd imagine, like, jiggling her boobs and but stuff. I think, like, from what <laughs> it always seemed like, yeah, she was, like, it, it was an actual low-voltage electric chair. So right. genuinely was that she was dealing fine with the electric current. And, yeah, I don't think she was jiggling about in the way that most of us would because she was being electrified. Yeah, she was being about being like, ooh, sailors, help me. I'm yeah. so <laughs> Like, yeah, so her talent was basically, like, being really hot and being able to be electrocuted. So they married and they had two children. Uh, so they had a son and a daughter. I've forgotten the daughter's name, which is terrible. But to be fair, the only reason I remember the son's name is because his name was Grady Styles II. <laughs> okay. So that was did easy for me to remember. And did he also have the lobster claws? He did, so the son and daughter both had oh. ectrodactyle. So the, uh, Grady Styles II was worse affected with it than their daughter. And it's not like curable or like... But then what I thought was really interesting (laughs) interesting and horrible is that obviously Grady Styles Sr. didn't want to be in the freak show and was forced to be from the age of seven, but neither of his children wanted to be, but he forced them to be from when they were infants and they started to tour as the lobster family. So by this time, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Mary had re- like effectively retired from being the uh, electrified girl because effectively she'd aged out Sorry, yeah. of being a burlesque performer, which seems insane because she was able to ca- pass electrical currents through her body. But apparently, sexism it even affects freak shows. People only want to see her talent while she's still young and sexy. <laughs> Forced his kids because he got forced. So then yeah. he's, like, he's like, that well, it worked happens. for me. Yeah, yeah it's like the abuser becomes the abused, abused becomes the abuser. And As so children so said, like he was, he was a horrible man. He was mm. really, really violent. He was constantly drunk. He was always threatening them. Uh, sometimes they would wake up in the night, them or their mother, and he would be holding a knife to their throat and say, if you don't do what I say, like, I'll kill you. It just seemed like it was a terrifying life for them. So eventually, Mary left him. Did you marry him? Like, did he used to be nice? Because he had amazing hands. That he could, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, <laughs> I think when she, like, met him, he was, like, a bit of a sexy bad boy, but not, like, like, I don't think she knew that that was what she was getting herself into. So she left him, but he still had contact with the children, yeah. After they divorced, uh, he met his second wife, Barbara, whose daughter described as the most horrible woman she's ever met. Uh, so, you know, maybe a good match there. Um, so he married his second wife, Barbara, but eventually him and Barbara divorced. And then after him and Barbara divorced, he then remarried Mary, the electric girl. But by this time, he'd also had two other children by Barbara. When his older son and daughter were younger, which was Grady Styles II and we'll just call her Ms. Styles. He made them tour as the lobster family, so they would tour with him as his lobster children. And then after him and Barbara had children, they also had Etrodactyl. It's two boys, I think, he had with her. I don't remember the younger one's name, but I do remember the older one's name. Guess why I remember the older one's name? Grady Styles III? Because his name was Grady Styles III. (laughs) (laughs) But he forced them to tour with him as well as the lobster family. Uh So basically Mary took him back. They ended up getting back together. She thought he'd changed his ways. He hadn't. He continued to be violent. In 1978, he murdered his daughter's boyfriend. Wow, why? Because he was drunk? Basically, yeah, he went in a drunken rage, killed his daughter's boyfriend uh, because he didn't believe that. Basically, he thought that he shouldn't be with her. He wasn't good enough to be with her. He didn't want her anywhere near him. And so he murdered him. So, I mean, there's not really any logical reason behind it. That was basically So he killed him. uh, So his daughter, as you can imagine, her boyfriend was dead, was devastated. She testified against her dad and they assumed that he would go to jail. He was charged with murder. But the judge said that there was no suitable prison to hold someone with hands like a lobster. <laughs> For fuck's sake, I'm sure there is. <laughs> Apparently not. So he wasn't sent to jail. His fingers aren't, they're just a bit fused together. What yeah, I don't to say. Right. So yeah, I mean, there's something called solitary confinement. So from this, basically then he had no contact with his daughter. Mary tried to leave him again, but he told her if she ever left him that he would kill her. They, Lovely. He basically made all of his family's life hell. So that was from, like, I think by the, end, the time the trial was over, that was 1980. He was sentenced to 15 years, but again, didn't actually go to jail. So he should have been, this. I don't even know how to word this, he should have been not in prison until 1995 but in 1992 Mary snapped she decided she'd had enough and she went out and hired a hitman um, a young guy that she knew that worked in the carnivals uh, to kill him so she took all of her life savings and he basically just walked up to 
Grady and shot him, and that was on November 29th, 1992, uh, and Grady died. How old was he? Right uh, really old. Wow. Because he was born in 1937. Okay. So, so in 1997, he'd have been, what, 90? So yeah, he was in his he wouldn't have been 90 and 90, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Your maths is all wrong there. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I don't know how I worked that out there. Hey, that would make him older than my grand, like, younger than my He was 1,622 <laughs> years old when he died. <laughs> yeah, like, my grandma's born in 1926, and she died in 94 last year, so. Yeah, he was, like, in his 50s. I just looked it up there. I don't know when I got. Oh, God. He was the maximum 60. How long do lobsters live? <laughs> so, have all his lobster children? That's so bad. Did all his lobster children? Did he live in that um, that town in Florida then? Yeah. So after his daughter, after her boyfriend was killed, she actually found out she was pregnant with her boyfriend's child, oh, and she no. ended up moving to uh, that town in Florida, which oh. is what I knew. Somewhere we'll be researching. So yeah, she moved to that town in Florida and raised her child there. Bad story. I know. What an awful man. Oh dear. Doesn't really <laughs> give the freaks a good name, does he? This guy. I mean, I suppose he's right to be angry, but for fuck's sake, why you can? Ugh, no. Yeah, it's like if someone's done something awful to you, you would think mm-hmm. you then don't do it to the next person, but for some reason it doesn't work that way. Don't happy or freak show story. <laughs> Yeah, go on. So the other person that I looked at was uh, Myrtle Corbin, uh, just because I saw a picture of her and she looked dead jolly. And I was like, I like Myrtle. I want to be her pal. Um, (laughs) So Myrtle began working in freak shows at the age of 13 by choice. She was not forced to do so. And she was known as, and I've never heard of her, but apparently she's like a really, really famous freak show performer. The four-legged girl from Texas. Yeah, I've seen pictures of her. I also like that because it just kind of sounds like she's the four-legged girl from Texas. Like, I'm sure she had two vaginas as well. Yeah, no, she had what? Two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She well, she's got four legs, so... Yeah, she was actually... So her deformity, I mean, is that she has four legs, but it wasn't that she had four legs. It was actually that she was born with two full pelvises. So she's basically one fully developed person from the belly button up and two fully... Or two partially developed people from the belly button down. Wow. Was there maybe like two eggs and only one then attached and only half of it developed or something? Yeah, I think that is what happened. So she oh. should have been twins, but it ended up oh, the eggs used. Oh. I would have called her the octopus girl or the squid girl. Yeah. <laughs> if I was a showman. <laughs> so mean. I know. But because she was born with two pelvises, all of her legs were functioning, so it wasn't that she had that, like... It wasn't like she had part of, like, the the dead twin that we were talking about earlier. Yes. It was like everything was fully functioning. So she had four functioning pair of legs. And basically, like, her right legs were a pair and her left legs were a pair. So I actually assume when I saw photos of her that her, like, outer legs, if you want, were her actual legs and her inner legs were a deformity. But, and they were just floating. So she could wear, like, a long dress and they're covered up and no one would yeah, find it. because her inner legs... Yeah, they're small. Tiny ones. They're, yeah, shorter. They were, like, underdeveloped. And then her outer legs were, like, full-size legs. But she basically had one fully developed right leg from her right set of legs and then one fully developed oh. left leg from her left set of legs. So she's got two lady parts in between the two. Yeah. Yeah, and she had two full... Wombs? Yeah, like, everything. Oh, wow. So That's on crazy. the day of her birth, which is just a random fact, 
several physicians inquired multiple times. I just thought this was interesting when I was reading through articles about her. So several physicians inquired multiple times of her parents' relationship and noted that they looked near identical. Her parents said that they weren't related in any way mm-hmm. and actually and show evidence that they apparently were in no way related. But they looked, I mean, they looked like they could be, this makes no sense because you can't be different genders and be identical twins, but they looked like they could be identical twin brother and sister. Maybe they were and they just didn't know. Because they didn't but, have like, DNA technology back then. Yeah. But then you know when like a lot of people, once they've been married for a long time, then they start to like look like their spouse. Or you're attracted to people that look like you. So it could have been something like that. I don't I mean, think it looked like David. <laughs> Straight till you get older. You're going to start looking like each other. Like you're really each other. Oh, God. <laughs> like when people start looking like their dogs, they also start looking like their spouses. <laughs> okay. What if you're single? And you just stay looking like you. Okay. Wonderful. <laughs> I was thinking so, you know, couples that after a while they do kind of start to look alike. Yeah, but old people all I look mean, like anyway. <laughs> like kind of start to look alike, but not as much as Myrtle's parents. Yeah. And even when they said, but then it was looked into, like, yeah, I kind of thought, well, back then, like, saying, oh, it was looked into, I'm like... How's the joke It was looked into, you had no DNA testing, like, yeah, they could they could literally have been brother and sister. They could have had the same dad, like, they were from a small town. Myrtle was so famous that she became the inspiration for many four-legged girl acts. So four-legged girl acts started to pop up across the USA, uh, some were people who had the, I keep again forgetting the name of it, what's the twin thing, Leslie? Uh, the parasitical twin. Yeah, so they had like a leftover bit of a parasitical twin. Most of them were actually just girls who joined freak sh- uh, shows because they wanted to be part of the circus and would basically have prosthetic legs. Yeah, like Jake the Pig, kind of that yeah. pedo Rolf Harris used to do. I don't know if those girls were pedos. No, no. Very similar I to Rolf Harris. So yeah, she was like really, really inspirational. And because she was like the the original and she was so popular, she actually had such a successful career and made such a sort of good deal for herself when she joined the circus at the age of 13 that she actually ended up only working from 13 to 19 and made so much money that she was able to retire. Oh, nice. uh, she retired uh, after falling in love with one of the circus like sort of handyman James Bitchell. Yes, uh, yeah, so she yeah she met like a, a sexy handyman. Oh sir, I got so much money from my act, I never need to work again. And they ran off together and bought like a big house. And he carried on doing carpentry because he was into that. She became I just really want to be her friend. She basically yeah. became like like I came from nothing, but now I've got money. Like society lady, and we just like in my head this bit is I made this up. She would go to society parties, but I feel like she'd show up and people would be like. Myrtle's here with her four legs, and she would be like, Angela is one to look at me when we all know she's a <laughs> So anyway, Myrtle's my best friend. <laughs> she could also have just got away with looking normal. Like, I mean, yeah, again, she could just have, well, like, if she wore a long dress, she wouldn't see. Yeah. But Which she didn't wear like, I think she was, like, quite proud of who she was and how she'd made her money. And she also, she had, she ended up having five kids. With James. She lived till a really old age. She actually lived into her 80s and not her pretend 80s. Yeah, and she just had like a really, really happy, jolly life. And again, part of the reason that I know that she would be uh, a fierce and fabulous bitch that I want to be friends with is this is my favourite story that I read about her. So when she was pregnant with her first child, the physician said that when she came to examine her and she'd been having issues with her left hand side of her body, mm-hmm. uh, the physician was examining her and said, well, Myrtle, you're pregnant. 
And Marshall said, pregnant on the left-hand side, but James has always been a right-hand side man. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> like, Marshall, you dirty bitch. He's got a preference. <laughs> <laughs> she could actually be pregnant twice at the same time. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's horrific. Poor <laughs> <laughs> woman. Oh god! Imagine. Yeah, that's the but awesome awesome. Mortal, who I'm a big fan of. She sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Like, he's nice. What? Nice, what, nice. what? What? James, have you got for us, Leslie? I was going to talk about. Well, I will. <laughs> I, I'm. Please do. I've got some notes, so I'm going to bring them up. So I, I thought I would just take us back to the beginning of the sort of freak, the, the history of the freak show. So we're talking about congenital, uh, no parasitic twins. Back in like the 17th century, uh, freaks sort of went from, because see midgets like, or dwarves, they were prized among royalty as like a treasure. So they would collect them and they would treat them like, (laughs) they would treat them really well and revere them and stuff. They were like little, like beanie babies or something. Like like, trolls and like... Oh. Yeah, it was like fashionable if you had a little I'd still laugh like, because when you said they would collect them, I just imagined like some sort of princess like carry case and some other posh girl going like, Hey I trust what's in your case and she's like, Whoa <laughs> it's like I've not got one of those ones, I'll swap you mine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I've got doublers. Yeah. Oh, so, so I feel really mean laughing. Yeah, for any of our listeners who have dwarfism, I'm aware that people swapping you as some sort of currency probably isn't appropriate. Okay, at all whatsoever. No. Oh my god. But in the freak show, the the dwarf was the most prized of all the freaks like to have. So what what I was gonna my point was that Instead of just being some sort of thing to wonder about, like, because they didn't have a lot of scientists, they didn't, like, have a lot of the scientists that looked into why they were the way they were. They were just seen as these magical people <laughs> to collect. They, um, there was a guy, it wasn't until the 17th century, so the 1600s, that they started basically, treat, like, looking into why people have disfigurements and things like that. So they became something more of a curiosity than something to be scared at. Yeah, yeah, scared off or you collected and <laughs> something like like so there was a guy i can't remember his name but he had a parasitical twin and he was toured about everywhere but he could hide it because it was outside his body he had a thigh a head a torso a bit of an arm that would stick out but it wasn't dead it was unconscious but it was alive his brother basically it was his twin brother but it was him it didn't have a head oh he does have a head he got a head and everything. Oh. People, so he would hide him with his cloak and he could wander around and just look like, he a, like he's quite a handsome guy. Is it like, like his uh, No, his brother was unconscious, but people would oh. prod him and like oh. maybe pinch his nose or put water on his face and stuff and he would react, but he wouldn't talk. He was unconscious. Are you sure if he's in pain or not? Don't know. Oh, that's horrible. I don't like that. That's yeah. So then that progressed into, like, it wasn't until the Victorian era where the sort of showman aspect of it, where it was like, like, P.T. Barnum was the guy that popularised the, the freak show 
as like a an actual like carnival and fair yeah. and things. So he started. Um, he arrived in England in 1844, and his most famous attraction was Tom Thumb. And he tiny. He was a small little man, but what they tend yeah, to do... You want to collect people with dwarfism? <laughs> yeah. Because the one there was tiny. <laughs> was he tiny? <laughs> what colour is here? Proper, proper tiny. Like, really tiny. <laughs> the tiny. What they would often claim that they were much older than they actually were. So Tom Fum was actually, like, seven, but he claimed he was much older, like 11 years old uh, at the time when he had him. Uh, when he arrived in England, the British showmen were amazed that he was hoping to attract so much money for simply exhibiting a dwarf because midgets had appeared on travelling fairs for hundreds of years. Mm. I think, yeah, like in Britain, they, they did have like, a, like dwarves used to be on display and stuff. And uh, like I say, royalty used to collect them as like uh, for their own amusement or their sort of, what were they, like their companions or I think Mary Queen of Scots had a little Italian dwarf that was murdered <laughs> that people were claiming she was having an affair with. Mm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> had a little Italian dwarf. Of course she did, why wouldn't she? You can still see his bloodstains in the stairs uh, at Hollywood Palace. Oh, really? uh, yeah, so so the British were like to P.T. Barman, ah, what are you going to do? Like, why are you trying to uh, punt this wee dwarf? Because we've seen it all before. Mm-hmm. But what they did count on was the showmanship of it, like the story behind it, because his actual name was Charles Stratton, and mm-hmm. he changed his name to Tom General Tom Fum. He was was 11 years, all right, so he was 11 years old when he was first exhibited by Barnum in 1843. Barnum changed his nationality from American to English. He changed his age from four to 11 years old and his name from Charles Stratton to General Tom Thumb. When he left the States for his European tour, he became an instant attraction and was presented to Queen Victoria on three separate occasions the effect of Barnum on the English showman and the public was immense, and freak exhibits spread across a range of exhibitions, including shop fronts, penny gaffs, music halls, and travelling fairs. Fairgrounds appear to be the main venue for such novelties, but the growth of the music hall and the shop front show or penny gaffs provided additional outlets. I really think they're just like lying to make someone a sideshow attraction. <laughs> like if I introduced people to Yaz at a party. And yeah. like, you met my friend, and they were like, "She's so pretty," and I was like, "She? Why? This is Charles Bursey, and he's yeah. 123 years old." Amazing <laughs> for my age. Which, funnily enough, is some. It was the first freak that uh, uh, P.T. Barnum purchased was uh, an African American woman who claimed to be, and bear in mind, this was in the 1830s, right? Who claimed to be 163 years old. <laughs> and she was there at the birth of George Washington and she was born as a slave well, she was born as into slavery in seventeen twenty three. Oh wow. And that was all bullshit though. There's no way yeah. she was hundred and sixty she probably she was probably only about maybe eighty years old or something and just looked a lot older. Yeah. But he came up well he came up with the Fiji mermaids and all of that to bring in people. He yeah. was he was a bullshit artist basically. I find the Tom someone a bit more cruel because at least like the other dwarfs that are in the circus act i'm assuming they're at least old enough to know what they're doing or they're kind of adults this is take you said he was four and he changed his age to 11 yeah but his mum was really protective of him and so much more wrong like like yeah but he had the time of his fucking life he would never have he wouldn't have had a great life if otherwise like he was really famous and he had a famous wedding and 
uh, loads of people turned out to watch his wedding in the 1860s. He wed another dwarf lady. When he was getting married then? Yeah. They've like lied about his age. No, he, when he grew up. Well, I say grew up, he didn't yeah, change size, but like, when he became an adult, he married another dwarf. In PC oh, like, at what point? He must have had to stop lying about his age then at some point. For him to get married. It, it, it didn't really matter because he, he would come up with different stories as well. It was all oh. about the show. It was all about the show. Yeah. It wasn't about yeah, consistently reality. Good. So he gave a shit about that. Oh God! <laughs> Just checking that there wasn't like a woman pedo dwarf out there. No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure the dwarf he married was about the same age as him. Okay. Oh, the dwarf okay. It's nice that you're really concerned about him, yes, but I feel like you want to collect him. <laughs> I also, even though I'm joining in with the laughter, I share Yazzie's concern. I feel like I'm, I'm not happy about how this child's being treated. He was treated really well. He wasn't treated badly. He actually um, lived a really good life and he was really rich. He was the famous, most famous freak in the world. So, so, move- so <laughs> moving on to... <laughs> So dwarves became really popular um, in the circus. Uh, they were used for like strong men, like tumblers, all sorts of things. And two latter day, uh, well, the unpc term midget, where Davy the Irish leprechaun, who exhibited in the nineteen, I know. <laughs> Weirdly, the bit of his name I'm laughing at is Davy for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> he, he exhibited in the 1960s and Johnny Osborne, the wee McGregor, who continued appearing at Newcastle in the 1980s. Since the introduction of welfare state, economic necessity was no longer a factor in freak show exhibition. However, both Davy and Johnny expressed a desire to be exhibited on the fairgrounds. So they weren't happy that they were told, well, you can't really, um, it's not really right to sell yourself as a freak anymore here's some benefits money huh? <laughs> so they're like no we want to work <laughs> it's been like cool nice one of the other types of freaks that were i'm talking about in britain not so much in america but i think this interesting is a bit of a scottish connection here is that the reversal in the norms and fashion and bodily perfection is never more exemplified than in the case of Mary Ann Bevan, all aka the ugliest woman in the world. Star for many years. At Picard's Grand Panopticon in Glasgow. Do you know where that is? In Argyle Street? There's a Panopticon theatre. I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, like it's down to the city. Yeah, and they've got like display like old fashioned sweets and stuff. Uh, Stan Laurel performed there for a while because his dad ran that theatre. He ran a few theatres in Glasgow and his mum died in like Rutherglen, which she was buried yeah. there. So she um, appeared for many years there. She also appeared with Tom Norman, who I don't know who he is. I think maybe he's a travelling fair owner until she presented her own show on travelling fairs. According to Tom Norman, Mary Ann's features became so deformed after the... Right, this is a bullshit story, because I'll tell you the real story of Anne, Mary Ann. So his story about why she was so ugly was because she became deformed after the shock of seeing her husband drop dead at her feet just as he was entering the front door of their cottage. But that's not really what happened to Mary Bevan. Um, It's actually quite tragic, but at the same time... She did try her best for her kids, I suppose. So she she continued to appear on the fairgrounds until the 1930s and threatened legal action against any act daring to say she was uglier than herself. 
Her career as a sideshow curiosity was immensely profitable, and during a four-week stay in Glasgow in 1920, the show brought in £662.3 shillings, six, I don't know what that, what's that? Yeah, it will be a lot for then, on the door alone, and a further £48 from selling 5,000 postcards and 6,333 books. So when she was alive, she was selling loads of cards, postcards and books. And then I'll get to what happened after her death. So more on Mary Ann Bevan, because this sort of captured my imagination. Why was she so ugly? What did she look like? Yeah, um, um, yeah I'm extremely... I'm actually Googling already. Yeah, you see her, seeing pictures of her. Yeah. So she was born in London to a large and rather poor family. She had to start working very early. And she was a normal-looking girl. She was actually quite pretty. Mm-hmm. And she ended up working as a nurse. And she was quite attractive in her early, early 20s. And she dreamed about like, having a big family. And then eventually she did meet a nice guy called Thomas Bevan. And she married him at the age of 29 and gave birth to four children, two boys and two girls. But later on, Mary started experiencing health problems. She suffered from migraines, muscle and joint pain. Doctors just couldn't understand what was going on with her. But she barely had time to focus on her health since her family needs. She was too busy trying to like yeah. bring up her children and stuff. So some of the symptoms that started happening was that she was getting abnormal facial growths and distortion, which led to her homely appearance. The young Mrs. Bevan turned into a creature who only slightly resembled a woman, which is a bit harsh. The <laughs> disease is called acromegaly. It's a neuro neuroendocrine disorder that results in an excess amount of growth hormones in the body that then leads to bone, internal organ and soft tissue enlargement. The disease is often accompanied by headaches, muscle pain. In most cases, acromegaly occurs due to a benign tumour known as a pituitary adamona. So you've got a wee pituitary gland, gland, at, the back, gland at the back of your brain, which mm. is responsible for creating like hormones and, and things like that, like growth and all sorts of things. And if that's imbalanced or uh, blocked in any way, then that's why it starts to produce far too many growth hormones. And that's why you end up with big hands big facial features your teeth start to separate there's a lot of people who you may know of who have this condition so the guy who plays larch and you know the modern um adams family he has it he's also the giant in twin peaks andre the giant had it it's just more tragic when it's a woman that has it as well yeah i'm looking at the picture of her now and i I get what you mean as well about it being so harsh that they said she was the ugliest woman in the world because i like if you look at the picture of her when she was young next to the picture of her when obviously (laughs) we ravaged her like obviously yeah it's a really shocking change (laughs) i feel like when the picture came up at first but it was just what she looked like when she had it she looks just like an older woman that's yeah had a bit of a rough life. Really. Yeah. Actually, like before, she was actually quite a pretty woman. Yeah, she was beautiful yeah. before. Really beautiful. So today, doctors can cure the disease successfully because they can just do operations or they can use like chemotherapy like or oh, radiation what? therapy to get rid of the tumours. So they can control it. But obviously, at the beginning of the 20th century, they didn't even know what that was or how to stop yeah. it. So every day, she just saw her beauty fade away. That's and such a shame. But the nice thing is her husband, Mr. Bevan, he still supported her and stood by her side 
even though she was getting a bit uglier. Um, but as Destiny had it, its own plans, because after 11 years of marriage, he died. So that's the story earlier that I said about, well, that's why she became instantly ugly, because uh-huh. she was shocked that her she husband died. It's complete bullshit. Yeah. So she then became a widow. Back then, you know, there wasn't any benefits. Mm. So she had four kids, almost no money. So she tried to accept any job she could get to try and feed and care for her children, but she wasn't offered any good jobs because of her appearance. And people mm. in the streets used to insult her and make fun of her. So every day getting work was a challenge. So things were getting worse and worse until she found out that it was something called the World's Ugliest Women Contest. And this contest is still happening today. You're joking. No. Although it's not so much about how ugly you are, it's more about the ugliest face you can pull, which doesn't seem as fun. So she decided to take part in it since the prize was a really big sum of money. She managed to win the contest easily, but the mass media started writing unpleasant articles about her and it was really hard for her to read them. Mary then turned her situation into a stable income. In 1920, she was invited to work in the US and appear in Coney Island's Dreamland show. She took part in these performances where she had to demonstrate her appearance by wearing certain clothing items that highlighted her unattractiveness and masculinity. There were other people with unusual features in these shows too, like a bearded woman, dwarves, giants, Siamese twins. They were all freaks and had to make people laugh or feel like they had seen something unusual. The audience really liked these cruel shows and Mary was one of the most popular actresses in her group. So because they must have just really like ridiculed her because of how ugly she looked. Such a shame. Yeah, but she had to overcome all of those challenges for the sake of her mm-hmm. children. That's what she thought of. Like, you know, if you think about that, her children, there's pictures of her children and they, they're really well dressed and they're yeah. really looked after. So she put up with a lot of shit off of people because of her looks for the sake of her children, which I really commend. That's lovely. Yeah. yeah. So she spent the remainder of her life in that circus. She had a chance to return to Europe only once in 1925 when she visited Paris, where she took part in an exhibition. Unfortunately, most people who suffer from agromegaly don't live very long. So Mary died in 1933 at the age of 59. Before she died, she asked her children to bury her in England. The difficult destiny of a loving mother proves that anyone who's brave enough can nail it. She didn't really have a choice in the matter. But she wasn't afraid to, to use a chance and turn her disease into a source of income, I suppose. So if she wasn't, I mean, if you think about it, if she didn't, maybe, I don't know what would have happened if she didn't have that facial, yeah. like, disease. If she was a normal looking woman, would she have ended up stuck in poverty? If you think yeah, about it that way. She might not have been able to provide for her kids. And we wouldn't have known about her. She, We wouldn't be talking about her to this day. Yeah. And then to go back to, like, when she sold all those postcards, Clinton cards... Talking of it nowadays, more than freak shows. Clinton cards produced a birthday card making fun of the world's ugliest women. After a doctor complained that the women on the card was disfigured because of illness, they decided to stop production of it, but they didn't recall all the ones currently out on sale. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me because mine when we were in school, oh, I worked for them. You worked for them, didn't you? Bastards to work for. Yeah. We used to do this thing, which is not as bad as making fun of somebody with a horrible disability. But weird, I was talking to my mom about this the other week. I remember they used to do this thing. So when they closed the shop, mm-hmm. they would pay us dead on 10 minutes after the shop closed. But we would have to restock, organise and clean the entire shop oh. in 10 minutes. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> what? That's like when Primark used to lock us in after our shift had finished and they wouldn't let us out until we'd, like, 
blue to or all the sizes yeah and re re tidied up the store and it's primark we're talking about here yeah. it's a fucking midden like jumbo an sale. Jumbo yeah sale. and i was only getting paid three pounds an hour it wasn't worth oh it but God. essentially i said you're kidnapping us i'm not getting paid to do this and you're yeah. not letting me out that's insane that's wrong Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the card sold throughout shops in the United Kingdom and it showed close-up photographs of Marianne Bevan, who in the 1920s, as I've just said, appeared in circuses as the world's ugliest women. A Dutch doctor who saw the card in a UK shop complained that it was inappropriate to make fun of the woman who was ugly because she had agromagaly, um, which is a disfiguring disorder. The message on the card refers to Silla Black's blind date television programme in which contestants have to pick a partner for a date whom they cannot see. We've all seen it. Yep. Choosing solely on the basis of what the potential dates say. The card bears the words. When the screen went back, he was to always regret the words. I'll go for number three, Silla. And it's oh, a picture of Marianne Bevan. Oh, please. Oh, poor Marianne. <laughs> so Lisa Palio, um, communications manager for Hallmark, said, once we found out this lady was ill, rather than simply being ugly, then the card was withdrawn immediately as it would breach anything we would do in terms of taking the mick out of anyone who was poorly. I call bullshit on that. I think they knew fine well she was. She, she was sounds old. like one white heterosexual bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine, like, in her head, she actually was like, yeah, I mean, I just thought she was ugly. And I said to Julian Martin, like, she looks fucking ugly. I didn't realise she was a disabled, though. That's a wee shame. <laughs> we only make fun of uglies. So, Fuck you, Clinton Cards women. That brings me to, do you remember in the night, like, sort of the late 90s, early 2000s, if you had cable or whatever, you would see like chat shows like the Maury Poffitt show. Did you ever yes. watch it? Do you remember the Maury Poffitt show? Yes. Did you ever watch it? Really? Watch right. The My one I remember was... most is because, uh, so you know but how Don is was... quite small? Like, <laughs> in comparison to Paul and I, uh, he quite often shouts, he's small, but he's got it all. <laughs> Because there was a guy with dwarfism that used to regularly be on Maury as a guest. Yeah. He was on Maury, would always go, he's small, but he's got it all. <laughs> yeah, it used to horrify me because he would he would bring out these little kids that have primordial dwarfism. So they look like little old people and they're yeah. bald and they've got big, huge eyes. I think he said, we laughed about this when we were younger, so that's why we're going to Hellmark. But remember I said, like, he actually said, she might have the eyes and face of an owl, but she's got the heart of a nice, of a, of a beautiful wee girl. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the kind of fucked up shit is that? And it's like, and, and they dressed them up as a bride and groom and had them like have a mock wedding and stuff and paraded them about in costumes. I like, remember that. Yeah. Oh, this is so cruel. Yeah. Was it not, which at the time I was like, oh, because we were teenagers, but now I'm like, that's fucking horrific. Was it not because they have a really short lifespan? Yeah, they do, yeah. So we let them have a wedding, even though they were children, but basically, to think of it now, he had tiny disabled (laughs) children come on and was like, we've put you in a wedding dress because you will die before you turn 16. Yeah, right. And I remember an episode where there was a, a, a pervy black girl and she had horrific burns on her face and he brought out like loads of people like that who had horrific disfigurements 
And he would he would take these people and exploit them. On it. Well, you say he wasn't exploiting them, but it was basically a modern-day freak show. He was bringing them out saying, oh, you're, you're such a brave girl and you survived all of this. But it was basically, look at the fucking freak with her burnt face. Oh, That's what it was really all about. Um, I found a couple of episodes, descriptions of the Moriovich freak episodes, as I call them. Uh, some of them were all about, like, fat babies. So one was called My Five-Year-Old Weighs 230 Pounds. It was episode 17, season four of Mori. The description is, Today, Mori meets the mothers of dangerously overweight babies. Their infants and toddlers weigh as much as a kindergartner, and they're at risk of developing serious medical problems. But we all know he's just putting them out on the, the, the TV so that everyone can just laugh at the fat babies. It's the same oh. as Jeremy Kyle. Like, yeah. we were talking about freak shows and the fact that, like, quite a lot of people who were in them were actually just people who were learning disabled and, mm. like, would just make up a story and be like, she yeah. came from the middle of a volcano. It's like, no, it's just someone that has a learning disability. But it's what Jeremy Kyle does. He just yeah. invites you with disabilities on TV and makes fun of them. Yeah, that's the British version of, like, it's like um, with Jerry Springer. That's the sort of modern day freak show. Is like people are laughing at right rednecks and... Yeah, poor people. And, yeah. Uh, again, on Mori Povich, they had uh, my twelve-year-old is the size of an infant, which is like, and, and it literally says Mori welcomes back some of his favourite little people, primordial dwarves, Ayumi and Jenna. So he's bringing them back on the show because they brought him such great ratings before. Uh, <laughs> also, like some of his favourite little people. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> again, it's with the dwarf thing. Like dwarves are popular for some reason. Is freak is a, a sort of freak slideshow. Fascinated by them. Yeah, but do you remember also like there was a period where uh, Channel Four and Channel Five had a series of body shock documentaries. Yeah. Like the girl with two heads and like all sorts of weird shit like that. I've got a whole list of them actually. I've got them here. I'll read some of them out. See if you remember watching any of them. <laughs> so it was called Body Shock. The boy who gave birth to his twin. I remember that. Riddle of the Elephant Man, The Man Who Ate His Lover, The Girl yeah. with the X-ray Eyes. The Man Who Ate His Lover or Lover? Lover. Lover. That'll be that German guy. Uh, oh. The Curse of the Mermaid, The Half-Ton Man, The 80-Year-Old Children, I think that'll be Permodal Dwarves, Born with Two Heads, The Boy in the Bubble, World's Biggest Boy, Half-Ton Mum, The Girl with Eight Limbs. I remember Half-Ton Mum. Do you remember the girl with eight limbs? I think I remember that. I remember the girl with eight limbs because... She, they thought she was a goddess in, yeah, in India. Was, yeah. Is it Pravati they oh, thought wow. she was? Yeah. <laughs> the girl with two faces. Half-ton son. <laughs> Seems to be a lot of half-ton. I really like the girl with two faces because I'd like it, but it was just all people with horrible deformities. And then it was like the girl with two faces. It was just someone that someone yeah. else was a bit. <laughs> two, two foot tall teen. I wonder if that's that wee girl... Oh, from Freak Show, American Horror Story. I loved her. Oh, uh, Mama, Mama, what is it? Mama G something? Yeah. Oh, I liked her. Then there's our daughter, the mermaid, uh, aged eight and wanting a sex change. Dad's having a baby. The twins who share a brain. Turtle boy. That's the 27-inch awesome. man. The world's tallest man. The man with the 10 stone testicles. <laughs> oh, actually, I remember that one. He actually had to have a wheelbarrow to yeah. move his testicles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I laughed. I'm really happy to stop laughing not, at these things. Do you not try to operate on it as well? Like, yeah. So it was many people like, oh, these these people look at this how fascinating, but actually it was just like look at the freaks basically. Yeah. You no. Know? Yeah. So I remember watching a couple and then I stopped because I was like, this isn't 
Like, it's, mm. it's not okay. Like, it is just a modern-day freak show. Yeah, exactly. Oh. oh, I found the guy. Remember I was talking about that guy with the, uh, the twin that was alive? Mm-hmm. So he was he was called Lazarus, and his brother was, I think he's... Yeah, yeah his name was Lazarus, and his brother was Johannes Baptista Colorado. Well, the his brother. Yeah, well, they were... So Lazarus was the amiable, handsome one, and he was he was around about favourites in the court of Charles I of England. It says here, Johannes, despite having a body comprised of one thigh, a full torso, hands, arms, and a whole head topped with hair, he remained mainly unconscious. On occasion, Lazarus revealed Johannes in public, allowing passerby to pinch and prod him. Johannes was um, even said to have responded to the stimuli, especially contact with his arms, with non-verbal cues such as fluttering his eyelashes or changing his breathing patterns. There you go. Anyway, back to modern day freak show. <laughs> so, Mori Povich got so bad that South Park decided to satirise it with the episode called um, Freak Strike, um, where they decided to make money by gluing a pair of fake t- testicles to Butter's chin and <laughs> put on the Maury Povich show. <laughs> it was Cartman's idea. Of course it was. <laughs> Who else? And then I find this really interesting, because like, there's other shows, if you think, what other shows do you think nowadays are like modern day freak shows? Can you think of any? Because I can think of loads. Um, okay. We're like quite a lot of reality TV shows yeah, that are just yeah, like, look yeah. how slaggy these slags are, like that's kind of a freak show. Yeah, so I think Love Island's a type of freak show. Cause yeah, they actually are like, freaks, they just yeah. fuck off the lot of them, they're just stupid. They're not all, but I was saying to... Emma the other day that the reason that I don't like watching it is I feel like I'll always watch it at the start because everyone in work I've watches. never watched it. But I'll always watch it at the start and there's always like actual nice human people in it and then people like the public vote them out. They just want to keep in the people who are like they're mentally yeah. imbalanced. Yes, they do. So they're like I'm not interested. Clearly the British public are not interested in seeing they're something nice. find love in a foreign country. They just want yeah. to see someone have a mental breakdown on television. Yeah and Big Brother started off kind of like a normal show with normal people and then gradually more notorious and more famous it got then more and more kind of unusual people would apply for it like pete bennett who's got Tourette's, and then there was the transvestite woman nadia who actually won the show and then there was just crazy people that would go on it so people would end up watching it for the fights and for the, the like you say like the mental breakdowns it became a total freak show especially maybe that one with jade and Shel Pachetti, that turned into yeah, sleep that's farm. Horrific. And then you've got like shows that I can't bear, like My 800 Pound Life, where it's basically fat people, or, or yeah. usually obese people. I guess, again, they were probably on the Mori Povich show as well. But weirdly, on the Mori Povich show, they had episodes where it was like, Why don't you put on a dress? You dress so like a boy. And it's like, Why is that? Like, that was seen as freakish. Like, yeah. you know, oh, my daughter dresses too masculine. She dresses like a boy. You don't, you wouldn't even know she was a girl. And then they do a makeover and put them in a dress and try and feminize them up. Fuck that what? shit. Yeah, yeah, that was another thing they used to do, makeovers. See that. Yeah. Or, or the ones where they were like, I was ugly in high school and now I'm hot. Those glasses <laughs> off. I do enjoy those ones because quite often they're not <laughs> hot. And I'm like, you're not hot. You've just got your tits out. Like, it's not the same thing. <laughs> And then you've got, like, yeah, shows like, I think Catfish as well is a bit of a freak show. Catfish is definitely a freak show. Even I will admit, after me slagging off people that watch Love Island. <laughs> I love Catfish, though, but I hate love I love show. Catfish, but do you not think when they get to the bit where they find them, if they get to the bit where they find them, it's like, 
it's an, like this troll has been pretending to be a supermodel. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm watching. Whereas if they get to the bit and they're like, it's not who you think it is. It's this different pretty person. I'm like, oh, no, I don't care. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. Like, I don't give a fuck why they're If they're, all, if they're not fat, ugly munters, I'm not interested. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing annoys me. It's like why, like half of them was like, oh, I've been dating this person for two years, but I've never ever seen them and never engaged, and I've given them all this money. And you're like, are you stupid? Like what? Oh like, God, I'm going to send you something someone. in the group chat, which okay. is because I've got it saved in my phone from sending my brother before. It's my favorite uh, catfish reveal. Okay. <laughs> But I think Catfish has been going on so long now they've even brought out a British version. But, oh, yeah. but I reckon that people just deliberately pretend to be Catfish yeah. um, yeah. just to get on the show now. It's all yeah. fake. So, I think so cause there's no way there's that many people that there's the, cha- the cable channel TLC that used to be called the Learning Channel was actually supposed to be educational and stuff have now gone down the sort of reality freak show route. So they've got like documentaries like Little People or docu reality shows, Little People Big World. Oh. Or Little Women where it's just they fall around like small lady dwarfs. That's just like why? Like why? Oh dear. What's this? There's loads of them. And or there's like uh, sister wives where you're looking at the people who have like loads of like polygamy and things like that as freaks. And I found, well. I found an interesting comparison on Variety.com of like vintage sites show acts and then the modern reality TV equivalent. Mm. So Ooh. there's the tattooed man or lady, which I find hilarious because back then they were in freak shows where now every cunt's well, got a tattoo. Yeah. yeah, like exactly. who cares? So circus attendees enjoyed seeing an extreme feat of body art. Performers, often former servicemen or tattoo artists sporting their own work, would strip down, exposing fully body suits of ink, traditional tattoo designs. That wouldn't be seen as freaky at all. But the modern day reality TV is Miami Ink, Ellie Ink, yeah. Ink Masters, or yeah. the British The Pure Shit Show that is like my tattoo or yours, I think. Yeah. Oh my God, I, I've only ever seen like, yeah. I've never seen an episode of it, I've seen it. A bit of an episode that someone had posted on Facebook, and it was like, "What? Well, I mean, that Charlotte creature needs to be." Crosby, yeah, she's, she's, she's a bit, gone. she's a total freak as well. Isn't she? Yeah, like she needs to be placed back wherever it is that she came out of, and then the seal <laughs> put over it so that those things don't get onto Earth. Oh my god! But also yeah, on top of Crosby, that, just like, what the fuck is that as a concept for a show? She did look like a normal woman, and then she's like totally overdone it with the lips and yeah. the Botox and stuff and turned her into a, a freak, basically. See, then, like, like, feel sorry for people for that because it's like, that's not something you're born with. You actually did that to yourself. Yeah, and they, think, just, it's, no. they think it's good looking. Yeah, I still get it. they're pretty like that. That's fine. Yeah, so the my tattoo is, or yours is, basically, if you and I, Yasmin, were to go on this show and <laughs> I decide what tattoo you get on you, and you decide what tattoo goes on me, but both of us like don't know which other's tattoos we're gonna get until oh. they reveal it to the end. And oh. most of the time people are arseholes about it. Yeah. And, like, put a couple of balls on you or something like that, or something horrific. It's just really nasty. Yeah, so that's a freak show. Yeah. The fattest woman on earth is the vintage sideshow act. Uh, Mrs. Pete Robinson performed at circus sideshows and reportedly topped out at over six hundred pounds. Modern reality TV, Robertson's weight pales in... Yeah, because, like, old-timey freak show fat ladies are probably considered normal now. Like... Yeah, because... Compared to the fucking fatties. Yeah, like... (laughs) Today's hockey specials. 
like the half ton killer uh, who topped out £1,000. <laughs> Again, this is like, it's like a shame, but like these are people like kind of need mm-hmm. help as well. Yeah. It's like, yeah. should, like, it's not yeah. like they were just born like that either. And yeah. then they've got the vintage sideshow act, the big footed woman. Spectators gather to see women like Fanny Mills. <laughs> Fanny. Fanny Mills. Fanny Mills. <laughs> <laughs> British people, come on. Her legs were swollen to gargantian proportions. I mean, as well as having massive legs, she's got an unfortunate name. Oh. Mill may have had Milroy disease. Well, people with similar disease like elephantitis were also frequently put on display oh. at sideshow Dax. The modern reality TV, again, it's the TLC channel, but I, I reckon Channel 4 and Channel 5 probably would have done this as well. The woman with giant leg on TLC chronicled the struggles of Mandy Sellers and shocked viewers who screen capped scenes from the programme and uploaded loaded them online into memes. Yeah. I'll, show, I'll send you a picture of her. Oh, then um, we've got the Fiji please, mermaid. Oh, do you want to stop? Yeah, can I either be excused or wrap up? Thank you. Can I be excused? Yeah, because yeah. I don't want to stop because it's like you're kind of. I know. It's really good, but if you want to keep going, you can. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, so you need to go eat. Yeah. That's not you for You can go away and start. You don't really want to. You just want to go and find your little. Um, collection of dwarves you want to add to your new collection of little people you went to tell them I've got that okay I'm <laughs> under my bed just look at them at night time <laughs> and I kiss them all a good night before I go to sleep oh <laughs> what lovely exploitation she puts them in bell jars okay bye <laughs> bye okay Mark so, yeah, this is turning out to be a long podcast, but I really have to finish this. So, there's a Fiji mermaid, Barnum and Barnum, Bailey Circus, attached to the skeleton of a monkey with the lower half of a large fish, and then they could pay their money to see this weird creature. Modern reality TV equivalent is the Discovery Channel, which aired Mermaid, the body found. A special whose broadcast looked suspiciously like a documentary with grainy cell phone footage and interviews with pur- purported scientists. The spectacle I saw pictures of that, but I didn't even bother to see what it was. I was just very confused because <laughs> I was like, is that not that thing from, like, yeah, P.T. Barnum Circus from forever ago? Yeah, it's one of those. See, the History Channel, they always do these stupid documentaries that never actually go anywhere, so that it keeps you watching. You, like, find, Hunting Hitler was one of them. And then the other one was the hunting Bigfoot and the search for Bigfoot. But they never actually find Bigfoot, obviously, because that would be a big deal. And obviously they never find Hitler because yeah. there's no evidence. <laughs> was He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> but they go on and on about it every episode. Oh, could this be evidence that Hitler was in Spain? Could this be evidence that Bigfoot is in the Cairngorms? You know, stuff like that. And it just goes on and on. And you think, I'll watch the next episode and see what happens there. Fuck all. So the next one is Hot and Top Venus or other native act. Europeans and Americans alike maintained a fascination with exotic natives from foreign lands who were imprisoned and put on display at freak shows. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Imagine like there was an African nation, you know, like Wakanda or whatever, and they found some weird white people and put them on display. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's insane. <laughs> Look at these freaks. Modern reality TV, Nat Geo has frequently aired specials in series like the Tribal Odyssey series that centre on tribes and their rituals and undeveloped lands. I suppose like the Bruce Parry programmes as well, do you remember that? When he would go around living with tribal people and then there was one where they brought some tribal people over to the UK to live and they'd never seen snow before and they were scared of it and stuff like that. It's a sort of freak show. Yeah. 
Do you agree? Uh, definitely. It's yeah. Yeah. Like, I think just the idea of making a program. Like laughing at someone that. Yeah. Like watch these people's weird reaction to something. Yeah. That's not. It's only weird to them because they've never seen it before. Yeah. Like, <laughs> then there's the conjoin- conjoined twins. The classic um, sideshow act. Modern TLC has chronicled the lives of conjoined twins Abigail and Brittany Hensel. I remember them from their childhood to their experience as 20 somethings searching for jobs in 2012. The series Abby and Brittany. The twins have appeared on Oprah, UK based specials, and additional specials that aired on both Discovery and TLC. Then there's the vintage sideshow act. Tom Jack the Ice King. Jack was born in 1884 with severe albinism and joined the sideshow circuit, showing off his pe- pigmentless skin and magic. Again, pic- as you said earlier, yeah. like the, the ways in which they describe people with albinism are so insane that when you said the Ice King, <laughs> I was like, ooh, what, what's there? Okay. <laughs> right, Grant. No, he doesn't mean he's not like um, Sub Zero from Mortal Kombat. Right? That's exactly where my mind went. <laughs> The modern reality TV, True Life, I'm an albino, documented the lives of three young people as they pursue college and careers while living with albinism. But nobody really gives a shit about their lives. They just want to stare at the people who have got albinism. <laughs> the section of the episode included cast members auditioning for films, learning how to drive and dealing with onlookers who dubbed them Casper and other geography. Lovely. <laughs> And then finally, we get to the human blockhead and other alternately masochistic acts. Performers would hammer objects into their nose, lie in a bed of nails, eat fire, pierce themselves, yada yada, saw swords, staple items to their bodies while spectators watched. Can you guess what the modern equivalent of that would be? Uh, all of those shite shows that ex- are exclusively watched by heterosexual men aged 14 to 18 uh like, like jackass jackass, jackass. Yeah. Uh, so mtv's jackass franchise and then what was the uk equivalent it was dirty sanchez have proven that to viewers particularly within the young male demo you're right yep. will tune in to watch others purposely injure themselves the reality show originally aired on mtv from 2000 to 2002 and since spawned spin-offs including wild boys viva la bam and several feature films. And look what happened to Bam. Just saying, one of them's dead now because. I was going to say what did happen to him. <laughs> well, he ended up looking like his fat dad, who he said he'd never wanted to look like. His uncle was a pedo who like got jailed and then died. And then his best friend, oh, what's his name? Ryan Dunn died in a horrific car accident. And then after that, he couldn't cope and he became like a, a hopeless alcoholic and he just let his life spiral like. Yeah, it's quite tragic, really, and he's still that way. Just no, never got over it. Yeah, it was, so that's it. That's your modern freak shows, and they're still happening. Like, I mean, you think the Mori Povich thing was bad? It's still going on. You just might not think. You might not know it, but, but all Mori those Povich things. As one of uh, history's greatest villains. Oh, I, I mean, <laughs> the fact that he was putting on like trannies and stuff like that. I, um, I read that one of his interns said that they would just look through the the escorts for trannies, like the escort pages, to get them on the show. That's. <laughs> Again, evil. And then, then give them makeovers. <laughs> so, Jesus Christ. So the freak show stuff, I mean, I'll admit, I watch all these shows because of the freaky factor. The one show I can't tolerate is like obese people. I just can't watch them. It makes me feel sick. I know they're people and stuff, but I just can't. I can't I really, see fat ankles. Can't again, go. other than catfish. I don't, I just don't get it. <laughs> right. I just, just get it. Yeah, but you do get the fascination with like 
kind of odd oddities and deformities and things like people go even yeah i suppose i'm saying that i don't get it when it's physical i always find that quite like in my head i'm like well it doesn't really matter what you look like but then at the same time the clip that i've sent you on her yeah exactly obviously someone who's severely mentally disturbed and for some reason i do find that quite interesting to watch <laughs> but we're all freaks in our own way we've all got our freakish aspects to us i think and there is no such thing as normal and i just want to put that out there to the listeners there's no such thing as normal you might think you're normal but there's always some sort of freaky aspect to anyone if you I think, think normal you're probably a fucking nazi right fucked. that's what i want to put out there to the listeners <laughs> anyone who's like i mean i'm just a normal person that's just a polite way of saying you're a nazi fuck you nazi <laughs> Nazis were freaks as well, like, let's face it. They're the worst. Especially that one. The worst freaks of all. Oh, here's a clip, right? I'll watch that later and enjoy it. Okay. Oh, poor Yaz. She's like texting me in the group, eh, the group chat, going, please, I need to go eat. Because it's Ramadan. <laughs> like, it's a shame we are <laughs> starving her. She needs to eat. Cool. That was freak shows. Would, how, well, how do we wrap this up, man? Like, would you go and see an actual carnival freak show today? I mean, people obviously, I, I don't think people are being, would be, I think there are still freak shows going on, but maybe not to the extent that they were like back in the Victorian times in the 50s. It's probably more like your blockheads and, you know, your strippers and stuff, and your contortionists. No, I wouldn't. No? <laughs> it's my short answer. No, I don't. What's I a job like... for them? A fun job that they like to do? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if, if, it just, if it was shows where with like people who have physical deformities, I feel like even if they enjoy it and that's entirely their business, I feel like you're just going to stare, <laughs> and I don't want to go and stare at people. Like again, whatever you look like, that's what you look like. And then yeah, like the sort of whole blockhead and sword swallowers and stuff. I don't get that. I've never understood <laughs> the whole being impressed by other people I hate putting themselves in danger. I find it very odd. I am. Um, I just want to point out, like you know, with the whole the way disabled people are treated in this country at the moment, like specifically the UK, um, is disgusting. With the way that the Tory government treat them like mm-hmm. lepers and take away, like put them through horrific tests, like the PIP process, and take away their benefits if. Like there was like a guy who literally has no arms and legs and he was deemed able to like work. He was capable of work because they said that he could he could walk basically when he had no legs. As we both know, because we've discussed this before from uh, well, one hatred of Tories, but also personal family experiences of yeah. Tories. Yeah, like as discussed in the way that the Tories deliberately alter or the private company that works for mm. them deliberately alters the PIP process mm-hmm. so that it's undoable by whoever so they they alter the specifications that you have to go through so -hmm. that you can't do it so like if your disability stops you being able to write they make it written if your disability stops you being able to talk they make it an oral verbal Mm -hmm. yeah so like my mum can't speak because of her epilepsy she can't speak very well and she's her hand shakes or mobility is not very good and yet they sent her a fucking book to write write things in that my dad had to try and fill out for her. Yeah. It's it's so bad. Like, it really is. It's, it's shocking. And they took away, they shut down loads of charity, not even so much charity, like places of work where disabled, for disabled people, they shut them down. Yeah. So it was yeah. like, yeah. And it's took awesome. away their mobility cars. <laughs> if these people end up having to, like, work in a sideshow because of fucking Tories, then, you know, 
what can you do? But again, that's then like a societal problem where I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I still don't think that we should go to sideshows. I think that we should burn Tories. Well, go on a reality TV show. That's a new sideshow. Let's True. face it. I wouldn't do it. I mean, oh. not... <laughs> except maybe catfish if I was being the catfish just for fun. Should we go on catfish uh, the UK yeah. show? Right. As Yaz has left early, let's catfish Yaz so yes. we can go on catfish UK. Let's go and catfish Yaz and see if it works. Yay! I'll, I'll be like a really fit gym model. Who are you going to be? I'm going to be uh, a minor. All right, okay. <laughs> I wonder if that's Jasmine's thing, but all right. <laughs> oh, in fact, it was Jasmine's thing. I'm going yeah. to be a lesbian rabbit. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. You could be the caramel bunny. She'll go for that, definitely. <laughs> the caramel boy bunny. How could she resist, <laughs> man? again with the caramel boy thing um, yeah we've gone full circle <laughs> full circle freak show baby now that we've right. gone full circle pick a number for what um, we're going to next week but it must dreams. be between one and six because our list is getting very short uh, let's go for six dreams oh that's the one I wanted to talk about so excellent well that's the one we will be talking about brilliant so we're going to talk about dreams next week well I just want to say thank you very much for everyone for listening to our rambles I hope you enjoyed our freak show episodes and check out our other episodes on all your favourite podcast platforms and or you can join our Facebook page or you can go on Twitter at Crystal Myth. Anything else? Uh, I want to say I like all of your faces. And I, would I do like too. All of your faces if you wanted me to. Yeah, well, there you go. Mark will lick your face and I will happily embrace you. Yay! You're <laughs> 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 very welcome in podcast. Well, that's it. And I will say Uba Gaba Guba Gaba. One of us. 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 One of us.